Welcome to A Love Like This. I'm Abby, I'm Paige, and we're so glad that you're here. We all face problems, both big and small, but having faith shines a whole new light on finding the right solutions. As we sit down each week with some incredible guests, our hope is that you would be encouraged to take heart in the troubles of the world and to put faith over everything. This episode of A Love Like This is brought to you by Stonebreaker Lawyers. Stonebreaker Lawyers is a Christian law firm specializing in commercial and business law, wills and estate planning, and property contracting. If you're looking to purchase or sell a property, need a contract drafted, or just need a trusted legal advisor that shares similar faith values to you, visit stonebreakerlawyers.com.au. That's stone, B-R-A-K-E-R, lawyers.com.au. Hey folks, the twins wanted me to give you a really important announcement. Don't ever get your wisdom teeth removed. The worst side effect is not being able to record podcast intros and outros. But luckily, Abby recorded this episode just a couple of hours before her surgery. We're so excited to have one of our favorite friends, Nandy Martin, back on the show. It was actually her birthday a few days ago, so this is all the more special. In this conversation, Abby spoke about Nandy's experience with Maverick City and how incredible it was, her new song, All I Need, and how it's such a reminder that when all else fails, or when all things are perfectly good, Jesus is all you need. They got to talk about the value of meaningful relationships and about the beauty found in seasons of singleness. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Nandy. Hey! <laughs> this is a little bit weird because Paige is not with us this morning, but I feel very lucky that I get to sit down and talk to you yet again on our podcast. You are such a dear friend to us and I just thought, like, I felt it so strongly in my heart to have you on the show again because you have so much wisdom and so much um, encouragement to share. So thank you for spending time with me Pretty today. Spied, yes. I, I love know. you girls so much. Oh, we love you too. Okay, first off, can we just talk about the fact that what happened with Maverick City? Because I forgot to include this on our plan oh and I was gosh. like, I need to hear all about this. Um, so basically, long story short, I had submitted myself to go to the um, in-person camp that they were having in Atlanta, Georgia. And what was that? May? Yes, it was towards the end of May and submitted myself. You know, I was just kind of like, OK, Lord, like, you know. I'm just going to do it. Let go, let God kind of thing. Like, I was just like, God, you know, if you want this for me, you will open the door. And if you don't, you'll close it. Right. Or you just won't even open it at all. Whatever. Um, what was it? I think it was like two or three weeks later, I get an email and they were like, you got accepted to go. And I was like, what? Like, it was, it was kind of like very quick, but then it like, because it was super quick, I was just like, wait, is this real? Like what is happening? Like, this is too good to be true. Um, but like, I literally had to like, take a moment, like for like 30 minutes, like a good 30 like minutes. I was just like, wait, is this real? Like, did I really just get like accepted to go to this camp? Um, and I did. And then eventually, you know, I like told my family and they were like, what? Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Um, and so it was four days. It was like literally like a little retreat slash camp songwriting camp. Um, and yeah, we literally, I mean, we did it all. We got to like sing, we got to songwrite, we got to be part of like the Juneteenth album, which was awesome. Um, and some of the songs, I think they they still have like some songs that are um, like slowly being released uh, in like videos and stuff. So it was, I mean, it was incredible. Um, I like tell everybody like, you know, technically we went for like songwriting, but I feel like, I feel like I was there for like a much bigger purpose than it just being about songwriting, you know? Um, every person that I got to meet and connect with and grow like relationships with and songwrite with like everything. It's like every room you went into, you just felt like the presence of God, like 
in, in the most like tangible way. Um, I can't even explain it. And I remember like I had called my mom, uh, one afternoon and I was just like, mom, I like, I want to be able to do this like for the rest of my life. Like truly it's like the song, uh, what is the song? I think it's called used to this. It's like one of Mav City's songs. And she says she was, she, um, Naomi sings if this, what does she say? She's like, if this is a glimpse of heaven, I could get used to this. And I was just like, yep, this, this, like, if this is a glimpse of heaven, I could be in heaven for the rest of eternity. Like literally, you know, Um, it was, it was an incredible experience. I think I can't even tell you what song it is. All I know is that they released like a music video. I'm pretty sure you may have shared it. And I was like watching and I was like trying to find you. I'm like, I see Nandy, like she's right there. <laughs> I texted you straight away. I know, I'm somehow, like, <laughs> somehow we like got up front, like every time they were doing something, uh, which was really cool. Cause then you really got like the full, like the whole experience. Oh, know? that's so awesome. I'm so happy for you. That's awesome. So, okay. Speaking about songwriting, let's talk about your new song that came out because last time you're on the podcast, Faithful was your new song. Now all I need yes. is your new song, which by the way, I'm obsessed with. I know all the words. Um, okay, let's talk about it. Like what what was going through your head? Why did you write it? What's the song about? Yes. So, well, the song is, it's honestly a song about hope and um, healing. So I had actually started writing this song um, during quarantine. Um, I had been, so the year before I had moved back home from living in LA for seven years And, um, in LA, you know, we went through lots and lots of like ups and downs. Um, and I kind of like lost myself. I I think I kind of explained that the last, in the last podcast, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, moving back home, lots of change was dealing with a ton of anxiety over it. Cause I was just like, wait, was this the right move? Like, Lord, what are you, what are you doing? Like, or, or what am I doing? Right. Did I like make the right decision? Like, it was just, it was just really scary. So I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, um, with like my past, my current situation, being in quarantine, like it was just, it was a lot, you know, my mind was everywhere. Um, and so for me, it was, you know, writing this song that really, um, healed and delivered me from that anxiety. And, um, and yeah, and for me, it was just like, you know, it was, it was hope, you know, it was just like a sweet reminder that the world like the people in the world, the things of this world, um, are never going to fulfill me in the way that God is, you know? Um, and so it was, it was a reminder for me, um, that Jesus is the way, you know, he is all I need. He, he is all I will ever need in my life. Um, so yeah. I remember, I think I called you about it. I don't know. I feel like I talked to you so much really? about my personal problems, <laughs> but I called you <laughs> and I was like, Nan, I was like, I need your opinion on this. And we had a conversation about it. And it was a couple months ago, but I feel like you would in the process of, I don't know if you got off Instagram or like you would, I don't, I can't remember. It was, it was before all I need came out. So like you were still telling me about a season that you had had previously just about like healing. And then you were actually telling me that like, no, Abby, like block out the new, the news and the noise, like Jesus is all you need. And so it was kind of like a foreshadow before the song even came out, which now I feel honored listening to it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I know. I think I do remember that conversation. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, it's so awesome. awesome. So obviously, like, you're kind of in the same boat as us. And, I mean, you guys are kind of getting out of the whole, you know, COVID situation, but you were in it for a while. So, um, you know, last episode that you were on, we spoke a lot about, like, dreams and pursuing, like, a God-given abilities and all of things like like that. But I want to really sort of talk to you about relationships because I feel like we haven't had a solid conversation about relationships either. So what do you, like, my first question is, like, what, during this season, like, what has it taught you about, like, the value? of relationships? Oh my goodness. So I feel like it's like the older that I get, the more I like truly 110% like value the people in my life. Um, I feel like when, whenever I think like, whenever I think about this question, I think back on like when I was a young girl and I, you know, when you're young, you have all the <laughs> friends in the world, right? Everyone's like friendly with everyone, but it's like, as you get older, you know, people get married, people, you know, have their own lives, you go to work, things like that. And so it's, it's a lot harder to hold on to, um, the quality relationships in your life. Um, and so I feel like it's like the older I get, um, the more I realize, like, not only is it super, super important to have friendships and people in your life that are encouraging you and sowing, you know, good seeds into your life and, and goodness, um, in like on the daily, it's super important to have those people in your life. Like, especially like when you're going through trial seasons, you know, um, I remember there was a pastor, uh, my old pastor from my church in LA, he would always say he, would, uh, what was it? He used the word adversity. And he was like, um, you can always, you know, see people's true colors when they're going through a season of adversity. Like, are they going to handle it with grace or are they going to handle it, you know, and just like allow the chaos to like take over. And so I think it's super, super important, like, especially when you're going, you know, through, through different seasons, like life, you know, seasons change, right. Um, super important to make sure that you have quality. I mean, quality over quantity always, right. But quality relationships, um, yeah, like always. Yeah. That's something that I was actually reflecting on yesterday as well. I just feel like God's been so sweet with giving me some really good quality friends in this season right now. And I'll never forget, like when I was, um, going through like a friendship loss, mom told me this quote and the quote was like, um, friends last for a season, a reason or a lifetime. And I was like, oh my gosh, having that as sort of like your, your banner of like what friendship would be like to you. It's really easy to just kind of categorize the people in your life that way. And like what you said, I was really reflecting on it and I was actually kind of counting to God. I'm like, okay, I have this person and this person and this person. And I couldn't even count all of them on one hand, but I'm like, but that doesn't matter. Like what you said, it's all about quality and not quantity. So I want to talk to you about something because there's a lot of people right now, particularly here in Australia, who might be feeling like really lonely, lonely with relationships. I personally have a best friend who's desiring to have one, you know, romantically and I guess friendship wise. So like if there's someone right now listening to this who is feeling like they're in a season of loneliness and they're feeling a little bit lonely, like what would you say to that person? Yes, I feel like I actually have a few things. Um, I think the first thing I would say, you know, is what you're going through, know that like, there's so many people that are going through, you know, that season, that season of feeling lonely, you know, it's valid. It's a valid feeling. Um, and it's okay. You know, like we all go through those seasons where you're just like, man, I don't really have a lot of people in my life who support me or encourage me or understand, you know, like what I'm going through whatever. And it's, it's super, super hard. So just know, like you literally, like you're not alone in that. Um, and also, even though like you may like 
physically feel like you don't have a lot of people in your life or emotionally or internally, you feel lonely, like just always know, and it may sound a little cliche, but this is, it's just straight up truth, right? Um, God is always with you. Like you're actually never alone. Um, you may not be able to see him, but he literally is always with us. Um, like, I think it's in Deuteronomy where it says like, he will never leave nor forsake you. So don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Right. So it's like, even in those seasons, when you feel lonely, like turn to him, you know, like allow yourself to just be like, you know what? I may not have a lot of people in my life right now, but I have like the one person who is never going to leave me. He is never going to stray me, you know, into, onto like a bad path or, um, or leave me, you know, like he, he is so faithful. He is so near to us, you know? Um, and then I think the second thing I would say is another thing that's super important is that we were never meant to be, um, we were never meant to do this life alone. Um, and I actually have it up here. I think it, yeah. Ecclesiastes four, nine to 10 actually says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either one of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. So like, I mean, and this goes like even beyond like way in the beginning in Genesis, right? Where God, when he was, when he was creating the earth and everything, everything was good up until the point where he got to man. And he was like, it is not good for man to be alone. So like, I mean, it, it says it in the Bible, right? Like we were literally created. We were made to be in relationships, to be surrounded by people. So that feeling of being lonely or just like, it, it's it's valid because it's like we were made to have people in our lives, you know? Um, and so I guess my third piece of advice just to kind of tie it all together is, or would be, um, connect with people, you know? Like if, if you, if your church, you know, like a lot of churches nowadays have small groups, join a small group, um, connect with people, get to know people. I don't know, you know, or even like, I mean, we met each other like via Instagram. So I'm like Instagram and like social media people. I mean, people meet like their husbands and wives on like TikTok and stuff nowadays. So I'm just like, be careful with, with, you know, meeting people on the internet, obviously, but that's a great place too to, to network and to meet new people. Like there's people who have met best friends on there, you know? So there's so many different ways to, you know, to, to not feel lonely. But I think all in all, like always remind yourself and always remember that God is always with you. He's never, he's never going to leave you. You know, even if no, even if nobody else is around, like he is always going to be there for you. Sorry to interrupt this incredible conversation, but we just wanted to take a quick moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, Stonebreaker Lawyers. Headed by Jonathan Stonebreaker, Stonebreaker Lawyers offers a variety of affordable legal and property contracting services founded on strong Christian values. For our younger listeners, purchasing or selling a property can be an absolute minefield. Having someone you can trust and with the right knowledge, particularly when it comes to contracts, is so important. For our older listeners, it might be time to sit down and revisit your wills and estate plans. Having someone who shares similar faith values to you can make a world of difference when it comes to legal matters particularly those that involve family, small businesses, charities, and churches. We've seen firsthand the care, compassion, and competence that John and his team put into all of their client interactions. If you'd like to learn more, visit stonebreakerlawyers.com.au. That's stone, B-R-A-K-E-R, lawyers.com.au. Enjoy the rest of this amazing episode. That's such beautiful advice, Nadine. I agree with 
everything that you say. I think as well, like it may be fear for people sometimes to not be willing to connect with other people. But I think so much beauty comes from like finding comfort and discomfort. And there's moments where like you just need to step out and be like, okay, God, I'm just going to use this opportunity to get closer with somebody else. And then it happens and it's so beautiful. And it's like more beautiful than you could have, you know, asked, imagined or thought up in your head. And you're just like, wow, like God actually is providing for me. And like his provision is always perfect. Like he'll always, always provide friends in your life as well. But yeah, I think going back to the fact that like God is all you need at the end of the day, like everything else could fall apart. Like, I mean, we see it in Job, like he literally is all that we need. So okay, going back to your song about how, you know, all I need, you know, your whole thing is that Jesus is all that I need. And it's so beautiful. How does that, like the message behind the song, all I need and your, I guess, perspective behind that truth, how does that fix your perspective to look at relationships differently? Like you can talk like romantically and friendship wise, but just because I feel like a lot of the time, like what you were saying, and I was actually having a conversation with my friend yesterday about it. I was like, as girls, like, it's sort of like a natural desire to be like, I want a boyfriend right now. Like, I want a husband. Like, I want to be married one day. And I'm sure it's the same for some guys as well. But it's like we're humanly wired to think like that. Sometimes I let it take the course of my life instead of just keeping my eyes on God and letting him pave the way for me. So I guess, yeah, like how does that perspective of having Jesus being all I need help you fix your eyes on him rather than the desire of wanting to have that? Yeah, I actually feel so for me. Um, coming to the realization that like, oh my gosh, you know, God is really all I need, um, has given, I think for me, so I guess we'll kind of go back. So, um, there was a time in my life where I was super desperate, you know, um, I was super, especially like in romantic relationships, right. Super desperate. I was like, I just want a boyfriend. And I would literally say things like if I could just have, you know, it's like you say that, like, if I could just have this, then everything would be perfect. If I, if this could just happen, then everything would be healed. You know, if I could just have like 20 plus friends, I'll be, you know, the most popular person, whatever it is. Um, so I would kind of go into relationships very desperately and also, um, with like all kinds of false expectations thinking that like, okay, you know, now that I'm in this, like, hello, you're going to provide me with everything that I need. Right. And again, I think I kind of talked about it earlier. Like it was just, once I came to the realization that like, oh my gosh, like nobody's going to give me that, you know, like, yeah, you'll probably, you know, in a, in a, in a romantic relationship and friendships, you know, you're going to give each other love and, and, you know, fun and whatever, it's going to be great, but they're never going to be able to like fully provide you with everything that you're longing for, like the love, the acceptance, the validation, whatever it is that you're looking for, like a person will never do that. Um, and so again, like reminding myself and realizing really that God was all that I needed. Like now my whole perspective on like relationships and friendships has completely changed. Like I no longer go into something desperate, like for like, okay, this person, like they're finally going to get longing for like, no, I'm just like, no, like now it's a choice. Now I'm like, no, I choose for you to be in my life. I don't need you. I want you to be in my life, but I don't need you. And I think, I think that's another thing too, like, um, learning to distinguish a need versus a want, you know, um, we need Jesus. Like we need Jesus. We need everything that he gives us. We do not need to get married one day. We do not need 20 plus friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, you know, that's just a want. But, um, but yeah, I think it's just reminding yourself, you know, that 
He is all you need. And yeah. don't put false expectations on people because we're all going to fail, you know? I feel like it's in Matthew. Okay, we're just going to pull apart the Bible. Yeah, okay, we're no theologians here, okay, everyone? <laughs> we, we know the Word of God, we, we promise. But um, it's so true, What like what the Bible says about how, like, seek first the kingdom and then all else will be added. And it's so beautiful what happens when it's like we prioritize our relationship with Jesus because then it's so true what you said. It's like we then get the wisdom to discern is this a need? Is this a want? Who is coming into my life? Is this from God? Is it not from God? Like, is this something that I want to tamper with or not touch? And then when you actually like get the, I guess the confirmation to be like, no, this is actually God doing work in my life. That's when like, you can go all in on it. Like, I think that's something so beautiful that Paige and I've been reflecting on as well. Um, because I was just telling Nandy for the people listening, we spoke for like 20 minutes before this episode, but how insane this whole lockdown period has been and how we've really taken time to just reflect and be like, okay, what is going on in the world? Like what is going on in our lives? And something that me and Paige were talking about is how when we get out of this and, you know, when we hear, I don't know, I feel like Paige and I have just been really looking at other people's lives during this time being like, ugh, like those people are in Disney World or those people are there and it's like we have all this FOMO and everything like that. But I think the beautiful truth is that when we know that like Jesus is all that we need, it's like when he is all that we need and it's it's all encompassing and it's all beautiful and our relationship with him literally is our first priority, then it doesn't matter what's happening around us. It doesn't matter if we don't have the 20 friends that we have. It doesn't matter if we're single. It doesn't matter. Literally nothing else matters but him. And then with that, with that perspective, it's like we'll just jump all in with whatever God has in front of us. If it's no friends, it's no friends. If it's friends, it's friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, come on, pastor. <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. Paige is the pastor in the house, I swear. I not. I don't even know why I have a podcast sometimes. I'm all over the place with the way I talk sometimes. Um, okay. That's so good. So, Ned, how did you, because, I mean, I'm one of them and I have a best friend. I feel like this episode is literally aimed at my best friend. She's in my head while I'm thinking yeah. about this. But I'm sure for a lot of people, this will be aimed at them as well. But they're in a season of singleness. And I know I've asked you like a couple times to speak into that person's life. But what's your best advice for like somebody who's in a season of singleness? Like what is something exciting that they could look for in the season of singleness? Like, I don't know. What's your advice for them? Gosh. Yes. Okay. Well, my advice, well, okay. First of all, I'm going to say this, obviously when you desire something, it's hard when it hasn't come to pass, you know, like it's super hard. Um, I am currently single and, you know, I do desire one day to get married, find love, you know, have kids, have a family, like do all the things. Um, but I think the one thing I actually learned this in the relationship goal series, which anyone listening, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it's, um, from transformation church, pastor Mike Todd, like incredible relationship goals and relationship goals reloaded change. Like when I tell you everything about relationships, but even not, not even just that, but like, it also helped me grow in my relationship, like with, you know, the Lord himself, um, it, it's amazing. It really is. So highly recommend that. But one thing that pastor Mike did say that like has literally stuck with me was stop viewing your single season as a burden and start, start realizing that it is a gift. Like it's a gift to be single because it's in your single season, you know, especially like when you know the Lord, like it, it, you're not just you're not just being single or you're not just in a single season and just like, okay, I'm doing whatever I want. It's more like, 
I'm living my best life, but I'm doing it with the intent of like, I do want this in my life. So what can I do right now that I am single and I don't have anyone around? What can I do right now to help me grow and to help me get to that place where I want to be one day? Um, and so I think the, the most exciting, I mean, the best part about being single is hello, you're single. You're, you don't have someone else, you know, to have to worry about right now. Like you really, you're just having to worry about yourself, which is so freeing and so beautiful and so wonderful because you get to, you get to learn to love yourself, you know? And I feel like that is the most important thing. Like before you find yourself in a committed relationship or give your heart to somebody else, super important to first find love within yourself, you know? Um, and so I think single season, like, man, there's so many things, the possibilities are endless, you know, like you can, you can travel, you can go meet people, you can, uh, you know, go to conventions, go to, I don't know, like summits, whatever, like meet people and enjoy your single season and allow the Lord to, you know, create you, uh, create you. Nope. That was the wrong word. Uh, allow the Lord to shape you, no, you know, I know to shape exactly you what into yes. the person that he had always, yeah. um, meant for you to be. Uh, so I, I find single season to be honestly, like now before I was like, Ooh, this is a burden, but now I, for sure, I, I definitely <laughs> see it as a gift. Yeah, that's so true. And I mean, I'm with you on that because I think, like I said before, it's like the desires and the want just kind of cloud your mind and it's all you're thinking about. And then internally you're like, yeah. why isn't it happening for me? Like, I mean, Paige has got a boyfriend now, but like me and me would have conversations and be like, is there something wrong with us? Like, is it, yeah. is what we're asking for like too much? But at the same time, it's like, no, but like at this time and in this place, it's actually such a beautiful opportunity to just get to be with one with God again and to fall in love with him. And then at the right time it will happen because I think a lot of the times as well, it's like trying to use like a, like a good analogy here, something very visual. Like, you know, when somebody's trying to like do an artwork or write a story and obviously like the stupid thing to do is to grab their pen or grab their paint and interrupt their process and their work. Cause it's not going to turn out to be like the masterpiece that they want it to be. Cause you've just taken the reins and like you don't have the same ability that that artist or that, you know, story writer has. So I think we do that in our own lives where we're like, okay, God, like, you know, and I was actually, sorry, my mind just flicked to something. I said this to Mia. I feel like a lot of the times we see God like in our friendships and we see God in like our church groups and community and our dreams and, you know, and beautiful things like that. But I always feel like God's in outs with the whole relationship thing. I'm like, oh, he doesn't really know that's what I want. Like I kind of think that he's not in with it. But I'm like so stupid. I'm like, of course he knows. Like, hello, yeah. he's the one who put the desire there. And I think um, the the best thing to do is just to not take the pen off the the, the painter. So Don't good. take the brush off the painter. Like, let him do what only God can do. Like, I think that's something that you know. I know I've been saying this a lot, but my sisters and I have been really talking about is how you know we really need to let God be God in our lives. You know, let Him do what only He can do. Stop trying to play Him because. When that doesn't happen, we always are going to fall short and then we're always left feeling empty and confused and uncertain. But if we just like, you know, push ourselves and just kind of fall into the grace. And I think that's that's something that I've been thinking about as well is, you know, when it says new morning mercies, I'm like, there's a reason why yeah. it says new morning mercies. Because when I rise, it's like, that's when I'm created new. That's when he can mm. meet me most. Like that is like the best time to just start, you know, seeing things from a different point of view. And so I think, I would say like to the person in their season of singleness is to be like, God, meet me 
in the morning. Like I want to arise with like this new perspective on this whole thing. Like I don't want to feel like this is a burden. Like what Nandi said, I want to feel like it's such a gift and a beautiful opportunity to come to know you deeper. And then what does Wayne see? Like create your future husband as well. Like it's not, it's exactly what Nandi said, like become the person you want to be one day. So I think that's so beautiful, everything that you said. And I'm <laughs> no, I love that. Again. I love it. That's so, so good. <laughs> so I read a quote yesterday. It came up on my feed and I think it was, it's like, it wasn't She Read Truth. One of the <laughs> women ministry Instagram yeah. accounts, the hundreds of thousands of them that are out there. But it said, sometimes God delays fulfilling my desires so that when he brings it to pass, I know that it was him. What does this quote mean to you? So... When well, like you saying it and when you sent me the question, I was like, wow, this is so good. Like for me, the first thing that came up was Ephesians 3.20 and where it says like, you know, to the one who can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can think, ask, or even imagine. And it made me think of a sermon. I believe it was Pastor Stephen Furtick. And he said something, another thing that just like really stuck with me. Um, and it was like, God wants to surprise you. And if you kind of like what you were just saying, like, you know, with the whole like paintbrush and everything, it's like, if you keep trying to write the story yourself, seek for it, you know, in your own way or whatever, God's not going to be able to surprise you. That's not going to be a surprise because you did it yourself, you know? And Ephesians 3.20 is that like, it, it, whenever I've had Ephesians 3, Ephesians 320 moments in my life. It's always been moments where I'm like, only God could do it. You know, like this literally could not happen except for God having done it for me, you know? And so I feel like this quote ties in together so perfectly with that. Cause it's like, yeah, like he, he wants to do it for you. You know, he's like, I want to do it. I want to surprise you. I want to be the one to give, you know, you the big thing that you've been praying for and waiting for. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's, it's all about like, let go and let God, you know, and just like, let him do it. Like he's going to do it. And when he does, it's going to be one of those things where you're like, what? Like I did not see that coming and it's going to be better than you could ever imagine. Oh, that's so beautiful, Nandy. So I feel like we asked you this question on the last and I don't remember if we did. I can't remember, but I'm going to twist it a little bit. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't have this written down for you, but I'm just curious to know myself now and you can have time to think about it. But in terms of this whole, you know, relationships thing and, you know, Jesus being all that you need kind of conversation that we've been having. So what would you say to your older self Oh my god! in terms of this relationship thing? Wait, can you, you say, say that? Can you say like, that one more time? So like, okay, in terms of like the relationship thing, like everything that we've been talking about, what is something that you would say to your older self? Oh my gosh. To my older self? Or you like could do all your younger old? self as well. How old? Like 30? Actually, maybe we'll do younger self. No, let's do younger self. Because old is just like too like, (laughs) yeah, you can go on and on with that. Okay, let's do younger self. Okay, Um, so what would you say to your younger self in terms of giving her advice on relationships? Oh my gosh. I mean, even just like looking at like my younger self face, like I just, I remember like a girl who was just, like I said earlier, like just so desperate, you know? Um, So I think what I would tell her is stop striving so hard like you are doing the most uh, for no reason. You know, it's like, if you just like, if you would just let it go and just allow God to take control of your life and your wants and your desires, like he is going to fulfill them in a way that you couldn't have even dreamed of, you know? 
So like, let go, stop the striving, give yourself grace, right? I think I would also tell her like, give yourself some grace. Um, but also like, you know, learn, learn to like respect, you know, like yourself and, and um, don't compromise, you know, for a relationship, like romantically, friendships, whatever, like don't compromise, like stay true to who you are. Don't try to be someone you're not. Um, oh my gosh, I mean, I feel like there's so many things that I would tell her, but I think for sure, like the, the main thing I would say in regards to relationships is stop striving so hard and just like let God take control, you know? All right, folks, if you enjoyed this episode and you're listening on time, that means every Saturday I'm talking to you weekday listeners. Make sure to go wish Nandy a big old happy birthday. Just to recap, though, put your love and time into meaningful relationships, not materialistic ones. Find joy in your season of singleness. Always let go and let God. And lastly, just remember, all you need is Jesus and Nandy Martin songs. Catch you guys next Saturday.